0: You are listening to Defining Moments Podcast. This is episode number 10 with my great friend, Matt Maurer, Director of Resource Development at Chaparral Energy, located here in Oklahoma City. Hi everyone, my name is Wong Lam, your host of Defining Moments Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Each podcast, I bring on a family member, a colleague, a friend, A guest that has submitted their defining moment and has agreed to come onto the podcast to share it. A defining moment is a moment that either you define or you let the moment define you. We go through many of them in life. Perhaps your moment was a struggle that led you to your moment of greatness or led you to contribute to society the way that you do. How did it affect you? How did it affect others? How did your mission affect you? I know why I'm here. And my only real focused goal is to live each day to the fullest and to try and honor God and be an encouragement to others. What the future holds is firmly in God's hands, and I'm very happy about that. Have you ever wondered what is it like going on a mission trip for two years? What's the culture like? What was the impact to you, your family, and others that came into communication with you? He's from the Pac Northwest. Lived in Alaska, the Director of Resource Development at Chaparral Energy in Oklahoma City, a husband, a father, and a very close friend of mine. Mr. Matt Maurer, welcome to the podcast, my man. Thank you, man. Glad to be here. Uh, what a pleasure it is to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's been <laughs> yeah, a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. Um, about five to six years ago, we were in a staff meeting, and... My boss comes in and he, he's really excited. And he's like, Hey, we're getting a new teammate, a team member. And we're like, Oh, this is great. Who is it? He's like, Well, he's from Alaska. And immediately I'm thinking, This guy who's probably around 6'3, 6'4, full grown <laughs> beard, <laughs> Plano wearing shirt, you know, and Birkenstocks, wool socks. Carries an axe around all the time. Carries an axe around just because, you know, I watch National Geographic and watch Ice Road Truckers and that's right, that stuff. And so, you show up on the first day, two weeks later, and you are around one to 6'2, but you don't have full-grown beard, and you don't have flannel on, but you're one of the most genuine guys I've ever met in my life, and like I said, earlier, it is such an honor and pleasure for me to have you on today, and thank you so much for coming on, man.
1: Well, thanks. It's a pleasure for me. I appreciate the comment. I know we've had a lot of good times again in the past. It's been six years. I can't believe it. I remember... Uh, I came down from Alaska uh, just right after Thanksgiving six years ago and started. So it's pretty amazing that 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 we've known each other that long now.
0: I know. And you, we actually worked together for maybe a year. Yeah, just over a year. Just over a year. And you left the company, and, and you went to another company. And during that though, I felt like our relationship, friendship, got even stronger as you left the company and. Just a reference that let our listeners know that if I call you coach throughout <laughs> this podcast, it's where you talk about families and, of course, you're married and you have five kids. And when you told me you have five kids, I was like, dude, you're like a coach, man. <laughs> that's right that stuck around
1: forever so it stuck around for six years i got you and a few other people that i think they only don't know we buy my coach so um yeah it's it's good yeah i mean i think that uh you know i think that you know true relationships they stand the test of time and you know yeah. distance for sure and stuff like that so yeah. i mean i think that you know you and i got together we have a lot of similar thoughts and we get along well we you know, we do a lot of the same crazy stuff and, yeah. um, you know, we have a lot of the same opinions. And so things like that, I think, yeah. you know, survive yeah. more than just, you know, seeing each other on a day-to-day basis or something like that. So, no,
0: I agree, man. The thing about it, though, was my boss at the time, or our boss at the time, was incorrect because you're not from Alaska. You came from a company in Alaska, but you're actually from...
1: from, from Yeah, from Washington State. So grew up in a town... Uh, just outside Portland, Oregon, but in Washington. And, um, then I uh, went to Washington state there, uh, studied chemical engineering. Yeah. Decided to get a master's degree there too. Cause I was thinking about going into teaching for a little while. Yeah. Decided pretty quick in my master's that uh, teaching in college wasn't the thing for me. And so I uh, got that thing busted out and then, yeah. uh, had a company, uh, call me up from Alaska and asked if I want to try it. And Me and my wife were both pretty adventurous. We love the outdoors, things like that. And um, so we had three small kids and we took them up there and we loved, we loved every minute of being in Alaska. So it was awesome.
0: Yeah. Speaking of your wife, she is an awesome person, man. Very amazing and unique. And to, you know, she stays at home, right? Yeah. Takes care of all the kids. Five kids, man. Yep. I remember there's a few times that you actually had to leave the office because your youngest one was climbing trees and, I don't know, didn't he break his arm? Yeah, like he broke time? his arm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's right. a few when you have kids, every, there's
1: some just the craziest things that happen. So yeah. um you know we have a pretty I don't know, if a relaxed uh, style of raising our kids is the right way. But yeah. uh, you know, we, we don't coddle them or anything like that right. for sure. And we yeah. like them to kind of live life, go out and explore things for themselves. And yeah. so um especially be in especially in the outdoors. So yeah, we're gonna be outside a lot. And yeah, yeah that I remember that really well. We had our two youngest um, that were climbing trees and we had, just, <laughs> we had just we had just cut these trees down a little bit so it had a really flat top of one of was like probably uh, 15 feet up in the air. And the oldest the, the oldest our, our youngest girl actually but the oldest of the two, she was sitting on top of it and uh, thought uh, our youngest thought uh, he was, should be up there sitting yeah. on that too. And they got in a little bit of a fight, not knowing that they were about 15 feet above the ground, and <laughs> a little boy <laughs> fell off and broke his arm. And oh, it's man. You know, it's like one of those things that goes on. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a big deal. You go to the hospital, get it fixed, and, you know, yeah, good to go. So,
0: Yeah, man. A lot of life lessons are uh, taught through cold experience. Oh, That's yeah, For sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you talk about... Not being a teacher, or you didn't want to take the teacher, at becoming a college professor. But man, you would have been a dynamite one. Oh, thanks, guarantee it.
1: Well, I mean, I I do really love teaching. I mean, there's a lot of places in my life, whether it's um, at work, through church, through Mm -hmm. other interactions in the community that I do a lot of teaching with. I do love teaching. I think it's a, I think it's a very important uh, skill, a very, very important thing to share your skills and your lessons with others. Yeah. And I think teaching is a good way to do it. I just wasn't fit for the university model to do that. Yeah. If, I, if I could go in and get paid and just teach, <laughs> that'd be awesome. But right. having to go and chase uh, research money down and write grants and things like that. And that's why I saw most of the professors doing that I worked for was yeah. spending a lot of their time trying to find money to fund their research yeah. and do things like that. And man, that just, that just wasn't fun for me. If I was yeah. getting paid... By the university to teach and to do research and things like that, then um, that'd probably be pretty cool. But it just wasn't for me to to try to go and find grants and try to fund research and things like that.
0: Yeah. So when – I know about Washington State because my brother has lived up uh, – he lives in the Tri-Cities area for the last uh, 15 years. But more importantly, the last few years, Washington State football – Boom, baby! It's been uh, it has been taken on, uh, Coach Leach.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we love
0: Leach up there. It's um, I see your tweets. <laughs> I I, mean, I love hearing
1: him talk. It's just, it's, I mean, I think I actually think he would be an awesome person to get on this podcast. We could have like him, you, and I. We could just sit down. and bet we would have like we could go on for like five or six yeah. hours and not even yeah. know when the time went by. But yeah. Um, I mean, he just seems like a real genuine guy and yeah. um, fun to be with. But, yeah, I mean, hes I think he's perfect for that university. He can stay out of the limelight for a lot. And, you know, he's not really big into being, I think, into, you know, this 24-7 news cycle that we have. Right, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, when I was going to school there, we had, you know, really good success. And then our coach ended up going to Alabama. yeah. Getting into trouble,
0: <laughs> yes. So I remember that uh,
1: it was it was it was a rocky few years with before uh, Leach came, but uh, we're glad he's there and we're having a lot of fun. So. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: We should get your uh, friend uh, James Tucker on here one day too. We talk some football. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The yeah, across football and Washington State. You know. Anything. Yeah.
1: Talk about the miners from Colorado, <laughs> Colorado uh, State. Colorado, State. Colorado or, School of Mines. Yeah, Colorado
0: School of Mines. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know my. One of my questions, is, I was going to ask you about how do you contribute to society, but I feel like you already um, elaborated on that a little bit with teaching, and it's not just you have to be a professor or teacher, but you you teach people in life and people you come in uh, inter- interaction with. Also, you probably teach a lot at work with engineers, um, landmen, you work with geologists, because you are the director of... Um, Resource management. It's not human resources. It's it's resource management. So it's it's a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that you know you get to a point in your career where you're not. I mean, I, hopefully you're always learning, right? And you're yeah. always trying to learn more yeah. about what you're doing. But you do get Absolutely. to a point where all of a sudden you kind of wake up and you're like, man, I actually know a few more things than the guy next to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of a weird um, deal when that happens. I think. Right. But. I think that when that does happen, it's your responsibility to whether it's at work or whether it's in other things that yeah. you, you know, educate the next generation per se. And it's kind of weird saying that because I don't think of the the people that I work with as being the next generation or anything like that, even though right. they're younger than me. But, yeah, I, you know, it's just great passing off some of those things that I've learned and vice versa. I mean, I learned things from them yeah. that, that they've picked up that, you know, things that different experiences that they've had that I hadn't had on in my career so right. and then you know i think it's great to be involved in the community for sure so i mm-hmm. think that that we have a responsibility to reach out beyond um ourselves our family and try to help out in the community where we can and really connect yeah. with other people and uh you know teach them i'm you know I, i've been really involved with the boy scouts and i you know i love obviously love camping yeah. being in the outdoors and that things like that but teaching life skills to you know young boys has just been a it's been a great yeah. opportunity for me to you know ha- have some great experiences so. yeah
0: man i love the fact that you use that your your own platform to reach out uh, the boy scouts for for sure that's an important one because i i've coached soccer and when i coach soccer it's 18 guys right but when you're doing boy scouts you're reaching out to you. Lots and lots and lots of young men. You know, well, and, you have and beyond that too. Well, I think you
1: have. It, I don't, it's probably about the same. I and mean, we have a group of boys who are together, and they kind of rotate through, right? So, mm-hmm. just like uh, coaching, you don't coach the same kids every year. Yeah. Um, you know, as kids get older, as they progress, as they advance, then uh, you get new ones that kind of roll yeah. in as well. So, the thing that I love about that is that you know you you get to know you know these boys a little bit more one on one see what their skill set is, what their likes, desires are, what they want to do, yeah. um, in the world and, and help encourage that and yeah. try to help them to become somebody who's going to really contribute to society yeah. and, you know, make the world a better place. I love it, man. Good stuff. Were you, uh,
0: ever an Eagle Scout?
1: I was, yeah. Wow. Man, Eagle Scout when I turned 14. So, um, I have two boys in the Boy Scouts <laughs> right now and they're both working towards their Eagles. So,
0: that's awesome, man. I can't even trap a dead fly with a glass cup. So <laughs> oh, man. Go to Alaska. We'll teach you a few things. Yeah, I'm sure you're teach me the fly fish, <laughs> too, and catch trout with bare hands. Exactly. No bears. <laughs> no bears? No. we'll catch, You'll catch bears with bare hands. Oh, no, no. I'm out, man. appreciate it, though. <laughs> so, you know, this podcast this is about defining moments. And, Coach, I know you had plenty of them throughout your life. Uh, is there one that really just sticks out that you would like to share with uh, all of our listeners? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> one that really
1: sticks out for me, I mean, and like you said, I've got a lot of, them, and I think most people do, and I think that's really yeah. important to kind of recognize those those moments mm-hmm. and and know how they've changed your life. And so, you know, you and I talked about you know five or six ones that I thought would be useful, and you know, one one that was really important to me was um, I'm a I'm a member of the LDS Church, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and sometimes we're more known as the Mormons. And many young men uh, go on missions, and they're, we're asked to, as when we're younger, to prepare to go on a mission when we turn between 18 and uh, 21, usually, is when okay. most people go. But some people go a little bit later. But it's usually before after you uh, have graduated from high school, and... Uh, kind of before you're going to, you know, start, I don't know, life, I guess, you know, things like that. Yeah. And so you, uh, you commit for two years to go, to go and serve, uh, serve the Lord. We're out there preaching uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and serving others in the communities that we are. And it's, we're a worldwide church, so we could get sent uh, anywhere around the world. We don't, we don't choose where you get to go. Right. So, um, when you are ready and, uh, you, you prepare yourself both physically, mentally, and, uh, spiritually to go, yeah. and we pay our own way. So we're paying, uh, for the, pay. for the two years. Yeah. So, wow. so we were encouraged when we were younger to start saving and to, you know, contribute to our mission. And, um, for those of us who, who, you can't save for the full two years depending on where we're going and things like that, then yeah. a lot of time, then many families help. And, um, at
0: the last resort, if it's, if it's not possible, then, then the church will help out. But, um, that's really awesome. I, I would never imagine that you had to pay out of your own pocket to go on these missions. And I find that fascinating. So you have to start young saving and your parents have to explain these, uh, missions to you and, how you have to prepare financially for it. I, I feel like that's a really relevant uh, story, and you know the the steps that you have to take in, in order to su- succeed. And if your success is going on a mission, completing it, then that's one thing. Or saving it up for it, that's another success story. So, man, it's really amazing, man.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things on there so that you I mean it, that you can learn as you're trying to prepare for. And then go on a mission. So.
0: Yeah. Wow, man. So, what was your mission?
1: So, I was sent to the West Indies mission. So, French speaking. So, yeah. um, that, that in, uh, entailed the islands of St. Martin, Martinique, Guadeloupe, and then um, French Guyana in South America. Je so, peu so. français, monsieur. Oui, je parle en peu. Oh, it's <laughs> <real long. laughs> hey, uh um, So, I went there and I, I ended up serving... About six months in each of those places, so uh, I got to rotate around and be able to meet new people and uh, see different things, and uh, it was it was just a great great time for my me and my life. Yeah.
0: So when you go on this, when you went on this mission, what, how was it? So, so you had to growing up, you lived in the United States, yeah. obviously, right? And then you're going to the West Indies, and you, you probably get on this plane. Yep. And on this plane, what are you thinking? What are thoughts going through your head? Um,
1: it's probably different for everybody, right? I, I would yeah. say that I'm a fairly uh, laid-back, adventurous sort of soul. I agree with that. And, um, and so, I mean, there's definitely nerves. There's definitely a, you know, the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things is I'm 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 white, and I'm going to a very <laughs> a, a very black culture. I'm a, all of a sudden a very big minority. You know, I'm, I'm like you here. So, um, so I mean, that that was one thing. You know, how am I going to fit into that sort of culture? Yeah. You know, I, I um, don't know French all that well. Uh, yeah. We spend um, a couple months in what they call the mission training center, learning how to speak French as well as how having, having learned how to be a missionary. Yeah, and so, I mean, those things are kind of going through your head. Uh you're with a companion for 24/7 the whole mm-hmm. time you're there and your companions change, but you know, you have thoughts of am I going to like this guy? Is he going to like me? Are we going to get along together? Yeah. Are we going to be able to mm-hmm. you know, make make this thing work. So, uh so yeah, I think you you kind of are nervous as you're going the, into these different areas. Yeah, so. rightfully so, man. Yeah.
0: What a uh, I guess what was that moment that, that that moment that you're like okay this this is it and I'm here I'm Matt Maurer so I got introduce myself to everyone yeah yeah how how was that
1: um it I mean it was it was awkward I mean I think that especially when you start getting there and and you don't really know the language that well so, yeah um. I actually actually start out in Saint Martin where we they spoke a lot of a lot of English. Mm-hmm. It's English and French that's spoken out a lot there, and most people speak English. So I actually kind of got off a little bit easy starting yeah. off speaking speaking English. Um, but really, a lot of the questions were like, "Hey, why are you here? Why are you doing this sort yeah. of thing?" And in the first area, it was a little bit different because we just had they just had a hurricane go right over this island just like a couple of weeks before I showed up. Oh wow! And so we spent a lot of our time. Uh, doing service and cleaning up mm. islands and helping people fix their houses and yeah. and things like that. So, but we were always, we do that part of the time. And then we would, uh, usually take time each day to go out and talk to people about, about Christ and yeah. tell them about, um, our beliefs and how, you know, we can kind of take their beliefs and maybe elevate that to mm. something that, that may be a little bit higher. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely nervous to go out there and kind of expose yourself. Um, fully, I guess. So, yeah. You know, you're, yeah, y- you stick out. I th- and, I mean, if anybody's listening to this, I'm sure you've seen a Mormon missionary either come to your door or ride their bike around the yeah. highway or whatever it is. They're wearing a white shirt and tie, they have yeah. name tags on. yeah Um, and so you kind of stick out. So not only am I this white guy with all these other <laughs> black guys, but I'm also wearing you know a, a, a very bright white shirt because yeah. it's brand new, hasn't been washed before, yeah. practically um, tie <laughs> and everything like that. And so you you really do stick out. Yeah. And um, you're knocking on somebody's <laughs> door who you don't know, and you're asking them if you can come to their home and talk to them for yeah. a little while about some of the beliefs that you've done before and. And, you know, some of it's hard. I mean, the, the first, not everybody wants to have that happen. They right. want to have you in the house. Some are fine about it. They say, Hey, you know what? We're, we're good. We like where we are spiritually. Um. Thanks for stopping by. You know things like that. There's people who will welcome you in, right. of course, and then there's right. also the people who slam the door in your face and, yeah, of you know, foul words at you and you know yeah. get off my lawn and things like that. Yeah. So, I think that um, you know some of those things are definitely hard when you're you look back and you're saying, hey, I I sacrifice. I'm sacrificing a lot of time. I could be home. Um, you know, I'm 19 years old. This would be, you know, prime of my life in college, hanging out with my friends, partying or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I could be really preparing for my career. This is setting me back, you know, a couple of years. Um, I've spent a lot of money to get here mm-hmm. and I get, have this and nobody wants what I'm selling, you know, yeah. what I'm, what I want, what I'm here to do and what yeah. I really believe. So sometimes right. that can be hard and a little disheartening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you really have to focus on, I think, why, why you're there that you, I mean, it really helps you to truly, um, look at yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, do I believe what right. I'm selling? Right. Am, am I just out here because my parents told me to do it? Am I out here because, um, there's a lot of social pressure, um, if I, you know, with the church and things like that, if mm-hmm. I wasn't to go on a mission, or am I out here because I truly believe? My beliefs in Christ and I want, yeah. and I think that by do, by sharing those with others, yeah. that they will be able to become better people.
0: Yeah. So. Wow. And that, that sounds pretty intense for, especially the, the rejection piece. People slamming their doors in your face and, you know, that you, you, you're exactly right. You talk about. When someone slams a your face and it's almost, it's not necessarily like spit in your face, but it's, it's close. Yeah. And you're thinking in the back of your head, okay, so I've saved up all this money. I'm here and I could be spending my time somewhere else, but I'm here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, you just have to realize that, I don't know, people take it different ways. I mean, and I think I really, it, it's really hard for me to think of myself, what I was before my mission, you mm-hmm. know, the type of person I was. Yeah, um, you have to get my parents on here to probably do a good podcast on that. But have to do that, but I think that I was you know, I came with an attitude that was a little bit more, definitely more proud, a definitely a more high and mighty sort of a thing. Love it, and and I think that you just kind of gained different things on where you sent. I was sent there, and I honestly believe that the Lord sent me there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason is because I I came back, I think, with a really a lot more of a laid back attitude of just yeah. like. You know, dude, it's water off the duck's back. I'm not going to get all, you know, up on that. And that's a lot of the attitude of like what the Caribbean is, right, is that they they work really hard, they play really hard. Yeah. And they don't get really stuck on, you know, oh, woe is me sort of a thing. Right. And I think that, you know, being down there and just being in that culture and being around people who who thought similarly of the same thing was um, really helped me to see that in, in my life. Yeah. And so I think that really helped with the times when there was rejection. Yeah, and you know there was times where, you know, I was I was mugged for my for my uh, sunglasses. Like some yeah. dude wanted my sunglasses, and you know I'm here as a representative of Christ. I'm not yeah. gonna getting a big old you know fight in the middle of the street with some guy right. or some gl- sunglasses yeah uh, the fact that he was like way bigger than me had nothing to do with it, of course, but uh <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but uh but anyway you know things like that or yeah. Yeah. um you know i there's a lot of things that i could say that went bad on my mission that right. i think people look back and say man that, that sucked i mean yeah why would you want to do that and, yeah um you know, I think you have to really look at those times that are bad or the rejection or things mm-hmm. like that, and, and learn from those too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think as, you know, as a coach, you um, you teach your guys that hey, there's there's things that you that even though if you have a loss, yeah, you actually come out because you've learned some new things Absolutely. because of that loss. Yeah, and and I think that's the same thing here. What you're never are going to have a ton of success in your life. You're never going to be always at the top. You're never right. going to be. Um, a hundred percent good. Nobody yeah. ever is. And I think that, right. people that some of the problems with social media is that people always show their good moments and don't understand their bad moments. Yeah. And so I think people always expect that if they're having bad times, then something's wrong. Yeah. And I think that you have to turn that on the head and say, if there's bad things, what can I learn from this so yeah. that I can make things right again? Yeah. And so, um, I think, you know, dealing with rejection is kind of the same way as that let me figure out let me deal with that I mean I'm yeah. I'm still alive I'm still good I'm still having fun yeah um, it lasts for a few moments and you're disappointed and yeah. you but you move it and go on I think yeah. that you know the, the times you do have success yeah the people that uh, want to open up your door and you know let you in and yeah. talk to you feed you a good meal or something like that then that you know really
0: makes up for all the rejection that you could have yeah so. that's awesome that's really great advice and great great words yeah, I can tell that you are a a proud person and very laid back. Number one, you your quality of life with your wife and your your kids are amazing. Uh, there's nothing but love every time I come over or hang out, and when you guys cook. And so that, that is one. And a f- few years ago, probably almost six years ago, when I was going through a very tough time in my own personal life, uh, you were there to. Help me through it, and you know, that means more than you'll ever know. I mean, I'll, I'll be forever in debt uh, to you for not just one moment, but a lot of moments as I was going through uh, that time. And you know, your your personality really is attractive. It's it's laid back, it's laid back, and yet at the same time, it's generous, and you are able to lead. It's hard to have that balance where you just lay back. Yeah, whatever. Because when people are laid back, that's the attitude that they, other people perceive of them. But you have a laid back attitude. You're like, yeah, you know, I'm laid back, but let me help you. Yeah. Let me, let me help you. Let me guide you.
1: And I think a lot of that really, you know, as we talked about came on as my mission is kind of my style of, mm-hmm. of leadership is yeah. that, um, is that, like I said, we don't we don't coddle our kids. We right. don't, um, you know. We make they have hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, they have difficulties in their life. Yeah, yeah. Um, could am I able to relieve a lot of those difficulties? Yeah, I I am. Me and my yeah. wife are able would be able to do that. Right. But we think that that is a um, key thing of of learning and yeah. growing up and helping develop who you want to be. Right. And I think uh, my parents did a pretty good job of that, and it helped me. You know going forward on my mission Mm -hmm. of doing that and, you know, kind of cementing that leadership style a little bit more is that, you know, you kind of have to let people find their own way and Mm -hmm. step in when it's necessary. Yeah. And, you know, if you set, um, certain expectations, certain guidelines, um, then uh, you let them go do it and yeah. uh, let them go do it and bring it back. Yeah. If it's wrong, you tell them. Let them know yeah. what it is and say, hey, this this isn't right. I need you to go do something else because I think that you know people do learn uh, just as well, if not more, from their
0: mistakes than yeah. they do, but from their successes. So. No, I agree, man, and your kids are always respectful. So your oldest daughter is 17? Yeah. Well, yeah, almost 17. Almost Next 17, month, yeah. right? And your youngest is… How old is he? He was almost seven. Almost so there's a tenure, tenure gap there. Yeah. And there were, all the three other kids are in between there somewhere. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's a handful, man.
1: Yeah, it is. It keeps us really busy for sure. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. You know, on, on your mission, when you went and I, you touched on a little bit about the people you were helping out, they were, they were laid back. You know, what's, what's the culture like? I mean, what, how different is their culture from maybe a culture over here? And I'm not talking about corporate culture. just right. Yeah, just culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, so obviously they're a lot um, – they have a lot less than we do. Yeah. Um, they uh, – I, I don't think they care much about money, which I think was has been a great uh, kind of learning in my life. that mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they live with what they have and they're happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I, I do have to say I wasn't in, like, some of the third world countries. I mean, most of these places were all part of France, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, they have a lot of benefits that some of these other third world uh, Caribbean countries didn't have. Right. But at the same time, you know, they were really uh, – I think they're really a culture of um, looking out for other people. I think yeah. they're really good at, you know, knowing who their neighbors are mm-hmm. and um, – and getting to know them and genuinely caring about people. Yeah. And I think that's something that we've kind of lost in our society a little bit by, um, I mean, I, and I'm guilty as this. I don't know all the neighbors on my street, right? And it's yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, an eighth of a mile long. I don't know. Yeah. These people know, you know, who everybody is down their street yeah. and across the hill and everything like, like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're still really in tune with like the land. There's still a lot of agriculture and stuff like mm-hmm. that that goes on there. And I think that kind of helps them to understand, you know, where um, their livelihood comes from. Yeah, um, that there's um, that things are dependent on the weather and you know other things that they have no control over. Mm-hmm. And they plan for those sorts of events. And if things yeah. go bad, then. Um, then they're ready for them. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, and they're happy. I mean, they are, they are generally happy people. Yeah. Um, they're always, I mean, there's banter back and forth all mm. the time. Um, you're <laughs> in buses and they're just rocking out to music. I mean, yeah. it's like turn to the, you know, turn to <laughs> 10, and you're just like, you know, listen to this Caribbean Zouk music, just, yeah. you know, rock going through the bus down the street. People yell hi from, you know, 10 blocks away if they yeah. see and just yeah. be like, Hey, I mean, they're, they really, there's really built on relationships. That's a lot fantastic." Of and I think that, um, that that was one of the things that, um, you know, really yeah. helped me going, going forward. So they, um, they love to party. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it, they do, man, they have, and it's, it's not like, it's not like, um, I don't know go out and just get plastered drunk or whatever party. Right. And it's just like, I want to get with people that I know and have a good time. Yeah. And yeah. it's really simple. It's uh bring some food. It's, you know, yeah. bring some music and we're going to hang out together. Yeah. And so, I mean like Christmas time down there was just some of my favorite time to be down there because yeah. they're just, you're having lots of fun. It's really simple. They have the awesomest Christmas carols mm-hmm. and uh they, they just, really come to a point where they don't care they just want to have yeah. fun and um as long as they are providing for their family mm. and um providing for their community life's good yeah they, they could care less yeah. about most people could care less about having the lamborghini in the garage or yeah. you know having you know a 20-digit you know bank account or whatever <laughs> um you know they just they just kind of live for the day, which is, which I think is, you know, really a good attitude to have. Um, uh, that you recognize that you've been blessed that, you know, God's put you here for a reason Mm -hmm. and that you're here to, to live that out, whether it's, and it's, it's on his time. So, um, you make the best of every day that you can. Yeah. Um, and a, number one, that starts with making sure that, um, and most of these people are, are very, are religious. Yeah. yeah. Um, strong, especially Roman Catholic. But, and so they really have a, a tie to, to God and they believe mm. that, you know, He is, He's the reason why they're there. Yeah. And that, and they do have a strong, uh, that influences their culture a lot. Right. That, uh, hey, I have a responsibility to God, myself, my family, and my community. Yeah. And I think they kind of start living that in, in that order. Yeah. So, and I think that that really has helped me look at things to make sure that I've got my life in check, that you know, I uh, it helps me sort through my priorities. Yeah. Um, if my family's doing good, if I'm doing good, if I, my relationship with God is good, then, then I can start to step out and work with their mm-hmm. community. And so I think it kind of starts with you and your family. By doing that, I think sometimes we may get that backwards. That you know we may want to be uh, important in the community, want to be seen in the community as you know something like that. So we will sacrifice uh, things with either the first three—God, ourselves, or our family—in order to make that happen. Right. And I think that that's a a backwards way of thinking to do that. So
0: that's that's good. Early in the podcast, you were talking about how you feel that you and I are are similar and that's why we get on so well. And I firmly believe that uh, just by you talking about the culture of over in the Caribbean, my, my parents, obviously, you know, they're from Vietnam and just from stories they've told me they knew everyone on their block and beyond. They they knew the grocery store owners as a, as a tight knit community. Right. Right. And no matter where you went, you, you knew people. And to this day, you know my my parents they, they go to the temple, and they know everyone at the temple. Everyone at the temple knows them. Everyone knows everyone. It's just a tight knit community, and they would share stories back and forth about when they were in South Vietnam and why they fled. They had to leave because of the war, etc. And I remember there's a few times here, rec- not recently, but when I first started going to the corporate world and looking for jobs and looking to change jobs at times, my uh, my mom and dad would sit me down and say, hey, so why why do you want to leave? You know, and I go off like, well, you know, maybe maybe I do want that 20-figure bank account. And they're like, well, that's, that's not the right reason. Give me the reason why you want to leave. And if that's the reason you want to leave because you're chasing that money, then you're going down the wrong direction. And, and that's solid advice that you don't want to chase money. And, you know, if, if you have aspirations become a different level of where you are, then, then that's one thing. But if you're making a, a move just to get $5,000 more a year, what, what, what good is that for you in the long run? And those are valuable lessons and valuable words, actually, from my parents. And I'm so glad that you believe the same. And are preaching the same because it's it's so important in our society that it's almost like someone's got to keep up with someone because someone does have that Lamborghini yeah. down down the, down the block. And you're like, oh, man, I got to have one of those, man. I I mean, I'm driving a 16-year-old suburban. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those things that I'm not I, – I feel like my life is – I'm in a good spot. You know, I, I have great parents. I have a great fiancé. Yeah, I, have a, I have a really good job. You know, I make pretty decent, I guess. But that that's not the point. The point is I, I enjoy my life. I enjoy myself. And if I can't take care of myself, then I can't give back to my parents and I can't take care of my fiance. So I have to be able to make sure I take care of myself in order to give back to my parents and especially the community. So if you're able-bodied, you can do that, then you should, right?
1: Yeah, I think that that's... I mean, that's great. I think that you know, you you do. We need money in this in this life to live, and absolutely. We, we have to. And absolutely, and we can use that for a lot of great reasons. Um So, for, you know, for those of the those of you who make lots of money. I mean, tons, you know, millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing against that. I think it's a great thing because yeah. I think that, that can be used for a lot of things. But I think if you yeah. f- you know kind of focus on those things and you know you know having a lamborghini is not bad it's a great you know they're awesome cars yeah that's (laughs) Um, exactly right (laughs) and and if you can have one that's great but i think that you know if you're if you're saying hey you know i'm gonna i'm gonna spend you know 100 g's on a lamborghini um that i can barely afford the insurance on and things like that instead of i don't know you know I, i can't even afford to give 100 bucks to a charity at christmas right then i think i think that's that's the wrong,
0: the wrong way to use money. No, that's perfect, man. I'm with you. So, with that culture that you learned when you were on that mission trip, how did that, how has that affected you as a director now? You know, are you able to implement some of that culture into your company?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think that, um, you know, it definitely influences the way that I lead and the way mm-hmm. that I, um, the way that I think the the direction of what at least I have control over should be and whether, and it's how I uh, give feedback to our executive leadership team and things like that in order to say, Hey, this is, this is what I think should happen. This is what I think should, this is what I think is important. Yeah. And, um, so I, I, it does. I mean, I think that, uh, I think works very important. I also think that, um, Family is much more important. Yeah. So, um, if someone has to take time off to deal with their family instead of mm-hmm. getting a project done, I, I'm 100% supportive. Of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's the way. That, if if I was ever at a company that did that, and um, I may have been at one time, <laughs> um, it just it just um, it just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. So I think that's kind of how it influences that is that those, those priorities mm-hmm. leak over into my corporate thing. Yeah. My corporate night. Um, I think that I expect high standards. I think that, um, there's a lot of big things I, that I want to get done. Yeah. Um, I think that the relationships with other people are mm-hmm. very important uh, yeah. across, across your company. Yeah. Absolutely. And so right. I, yeah. I think that, you know, being siloed and thinking that, your area of the area that you're over is the most important thing. I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's um, a very prideful statement. Yeah. Um, I think that you have to figure out how that those corporate, different corporate groups can work together to get Mm -hmm. to the same, to the same goal. Mm -hmm. And you have to do that really through strong relationship building and letting, and, and communicating and letting people know, uh hey this is why I think this is important. This is why right. I think we should go in this direction. Right. Especially when uh there's disagreements on where that that direction should go. Yeah,
0: So I can see that a lot, man, because I remember going to some meetings with you and how you interacted with geologists or landmen or different engineers from different disciplines and how you're able to bring basically everyone to come to an agreement, you know, for certain projects and that's huge. You know, I say that's huge because you have that laid back personality and uh, there's quite a few others out there that don't, that are in your same position or is leading a conversation. And it's very direct and almost, it's not direct where it's to the point, but it's direct where I'm always right. Yeah. That type of direct.
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think that that is a, a big false hit right there. And I think you have yeah. to, if if you think that, and I think you really need to check yourself yeah. and see, you know, um, you know, you have to admit at times that you're wrong. I mm-hmm. think that's, And that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard um, thing to figure out how to do to be humble like that. Yeah. Um, you have to realize that also other people have very strong opinions. Yeah. And that, um that they believe that there is right just as much as you believe that you're right. Yeah. And so you have to try to figure out how to understand their point of view and understand yeah. where they might be coming from. Right. And then also be able to communicate to them why you think that you're right. Yeah. And hopefully by doing that, you can kind of see each other's point of view and um, come to a consensus of, of, of the direction to go. And I think part of that too is that you know admitting at times that, yeah, I'm, I may not be right. Um, maybe the guy that has you know forty years of experience in geology, maybe maybe he does you know know that that rock is not the right rock to drill. When you, yeah, when you're very adamant that you should go drill that well, yeah. And so I think that you know either you take it off the table and you say, okay, we're going to go look at it a little bit more, or um, or you have to sometimes say, you know, what I realize that that I can probably be wrong here. I'm gonna you know, it's not a life or death situation. Right. I'm going to go with this guy and see how it goes. Yeah. And if it's wrong, I mean, if, if they were wrong, then I think you really have to make sure that you don't, you know, do a whole, Hey, Hey, you're yeah. wrong, buddy. <laughs> uh, sort of a thing. But, uh, yeah, but, rip, right. but say, Hey, you know what, this, this is, you know, just go back to it and say, Hey, this is, this is why I thought it was, yeah. and, you know, here's help them understand. Right. And, and they'll have a better idea at it too. And if you're wrong, then I think it's your responsibility to go up to them and say, Hey, I, I was wrong and uh, let them know that. Yeah. That, um, that you appreciate them for their, you know, sticking up for that and um, helping you to, to gain some more knowledge. So,
0: yeah, no, that I absolutely love it. I, you nailed it because I feel like if, if you're able to own up to being, I feel like if you're able to own up to being incorrect at a certain point during a conversation, it makes you, you're opening up, you're, you're being vulnerable. But for me to see someone be vulnerable, it means they're authentic and they're true to themselves. And say, hey, I, I'm comfortable enough and confident enough to say, hey, you know, Coach, I was wrong and you're absolutely right. Um, I messed up this project. The worst you can do, I guess, would, I don't know get super mad at me. Yeah. But you're not like that. And there's a lot of people that aren't like that either, you know? So, but yeah, I think opening up and being vulnerable and admitting when you're at fault or you're incorrect, I, I think it's, it speaks volumes.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, you have to just make sure that you, you know, if, if you're in a position where you don't make that decision, right. That, that a, you definitely need to speak up your mind and let people know you have to be authentic and let people know that I don't agree with that. Right. Um, but at the same time, if if uh, your boss or whoever makes the decision that's not what you do, then you need to get on the same game page pretty quick and then yeah. go, go full force and not yeah. just sit there and drag your feet and whine and be like, oh, they didn't pick my idea. This is yeah. never going to work. This is going to be an utter failure. Um, because I think that that will contribute to the failure of the project more than if the project was, was wrong in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I think you really have to go with the mindset of, okay, I'm going to, I've said my piece. I know where it is. Kind of like the stuff like I learned on my mission. You just, you know, let it roll off your back like water on a duck Yeah. yeah. and, uh, and just, and, and go with it and, and see where it goes from there. And I think that that, uh, that kind of an attitude will go really, really far in life.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt, man. I, uh, I can't thank you enough, man, for, uh, your friendship, number one, because it, it means a lot to me. And I've learned so much about you and a lot about life. And there's quite a few things, you know, if I talked about my job right now, I, I am better at my job today because of leaders and friendships like you. Thanks. Because you've helped me uh, quite immensely, and like I said earlier, more than you you'll ever know. But yeah, you know, I, I have more confidence in my work. I, I take pride in it. Yeah, you know, I've stayed at this company for almost twelve years now, and you know, a lot of it. You know, there's times it gets tough. It gets tough, but and I think about you a lot and what would Coach do and I buckle down and I I grind grind <laughs> it out. You know, I'm not gonna. Like you just said, let the let the water roll off your back, and that's what we can do. And when you're mad or upset, you have to sit back, in my opinion, think things logically, and not just speak. Don't speak out of emotion, because there's going to be things you potentially could say that could be hurtful to your company or your colleague, right? Yeah, I think we you know we
1: recognize that. I mean, we both we we went for it. We had a boss that. You know, spilt very, very emotionally, Yes. and um, and that 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 got us in trouble a few <laughs> times. Then it got you know got him in trouble as well a few times, yeah. And yeah. I think you know it, it um <laughs> it, it led to some to some bad blood, I think, in yeah. in some in some in some circumstances. So uh, it made it made working with him difficult at times Absolutely. because because he was so emotional and and made very emotional decisions. I think that if you can take that emotion off the table um to make the right decision and then yeah. get the emotion back on. Get after it, be happy, have fun, love love the work. Yeah. Um be aggressive with it. Um but I think when you're making critical decisions, you really have to figure out how to take mm. um emotion off the table. And I and yeah. you know Wong, I've yeah. you know I've learned as much from you I think than <laughs> that you have from me. I mean and I think that sometimes, you know, you uh you know you really tout me up at having this uh, you know big high my title or whatever but you know i i don't think that i mean that that doesn't define me that is right. not my title is not my defining moment agreed and um and i think that i i would rather just be a an engineer I mean if I if I could have a business card, <laughs> it would just be engineer. Yeah. It's I'm yeah. not a reservoir engineer. I'm not a senior one reservoir engineer. Yeah. I'm not a director. Right. I, I just want to be because that's that is who I am. Yeah. I, I am an engineer when I right. in my corporate life. Yeah. And that's all I ever expect to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I've been really blessed and had opportunities to influence others. And that's yeah. why people have given me this this title. Yeah. Um, but I think that, that that's really what it is, is that I've had the ability to help influence others and help their lives for better. And I've been rewarded um, in the corporate environment for that. But I really don't, you know, aspire to that or, um, other than I want to influence, be an influencer and be able to help put at least my definition of what. Um, a good a good oil and gas company should be like yeah um, a good cultural environment to be mm-hmm. uh, working at yeah and um and help them to be other people to be
0: able to realize yeah. some of their dreams yeah so be able to have their defining moments yeah so uh, that's good stuff man you're hitting all sorts of great points today man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so being a mormon you knew at a young age you had to Go on a mission trip, and your parents are like, Hey, Matt, you you got to save up for this mission trip because you got to pay out of your own pocket to do this. Yeah. And so you, you did. You saved up money. You got on that plane, flew over the West Indies, knocked on uh, some doors, and some people let you in. Some people are like, Nah, bro. No, not today. I'm out. Not tomorrow. <laughs> Probably not ever. And that's fine. Yeah. And you're. Rejection—the the way you take rejection is amazing. Uh, you you didn't you just like water off your back, and you went to the next door, and you went to the next door, and that's what it's about. It's about going to that next door. Whether someone lets you in or out, you've got to go to that next door and help someone out if you can't. And then that's kind of partly defines your character. That's how you are. You know, you're just the super mellow dude. That can lead and lead in, a, in such a great way that there are a lot of followers. And with that culture that you um, entered in a n- different country, I feel that culture that you entered in a different country, you are able to mimic that to a certain extent at, at the corporate level here in Oklahoma City. And that's not hard. I mean, that's not easy to do.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, I mean, if you come down to it, my defining moment was, you know, becoming who I, who, a big part of who I was. I was in a um, time in my life where I just came out of high school. I kind of, I thought I knew what I wanted to do yeah. uh, from a corporate standpoint, what I want to do with the rest of my life, and I never end up doing that. But, right. Um, but I, I was, it was in a time where it really, really influenced me that mm-hmm. I went out on my own for the very first time, Yeah, um, went into a totally different culture under a, um, not really knowing the language and really having to figure a lot of stuff out really quick. Yeah. And the only thing that I really did know was that I had a belief that, that God had called me on this mission trip Yeah, and that I was at the place where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And so... So, like I said, now, now taking that aside, that I had done what God had wanted me to do. Yeah. Now it's time to focus on on me and my family and the people around me. Yeah. And 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 get to work. Yeah. And and start, you know, doing what I was sent there to do. And by interacting with other people, then that that changed me. I saw how how they were happy. I saw what made them happy, and I said, Hey, well, if and if that makes them happy, that wonder if that'll make me happy too. Yeah. And so by you know doing some of that stuff and finding out, saying, yeah, I do like this sort of, I do like this sort of a culture. This is this yeah. is that way that I want to live my life. I don't profess that to be the life for everybody. I don't know if everybody would love going to the Caribbean and living there and having that sort of life. There'd right. be a lot of, you know, OCD guys would hate the Caribbean. I mean, <laughs> they would just be like. You know, people are never on time. People, you know, you never know what's gonna, what life is going to oh, be like. Man. You know, you, you say you're going to show up at somebody's house and they'll be like, <laughs> that doesn't mean you're going to show up in like, you know, three minutes. It could be like from here till tomorrow, right? right. And they're like, yeah, just, it's just, you know, I don't know what happened. I'm going to go over to your house, but I might get sidetracked by helping out some guy on the road. Yeah. or I might get sidetracked because there's an awesome beach there. I want to go swim in that or, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Right. But um, you just kind of live that sort of life. And I think that, you know, how how I then interpret some of that stuff uh, and bring it into my life and bring it into my life yeah. um, personally and on a corporate level, uh, I mean, this has definitely been a defining moment
0: for yeah. me. So, Man, that's awesome. My last question to you, Coach, is, um, or Matt Maurer, <laughs> is what advice would you give for our listeners on how to make that positive impact? How do you become that positive difference maker in society? Um
1: First of all, I think you have to you have to be a positive person yourself. I mean, I think that if you're not radiating positivity, you're never going to be able to influence others to be positive as well. Yeah. So um, in my in my example, that's the get the the water off the duck's back. If something's going bad, dude, it happened, live with it, get on to the next thing and start whatever's gonna do to make you start being happy again. Yeah. And so um, so I think that's really the key thing. The second thing is also stepping out from outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that that is that, that, that is a key thing. When you start looking at when you start looking at outside yourself, you're gonna either come to one of two things. I'm living my life the way I want to because I've s- stepped out of myself and I don't, I don't and I've seen how other things are. Yeah and uh, I, don't, I don't like that. Or you're going to take things that was, if you step outside of yourself, you're going to say, man, I really like that part of somebody else's life or something else that they're doing mm-hmm. and, and make that part of your own life. Yeah. Um, because if you don't step outside of yourself, you're never going to find something new, whether it's right or wrong. And I think some people are um, really afraid to step out of that thinking that I'm only going to hit the bad stuff. Yeah. Um, or that it's too hard. It's going to take too much time. It's too much energy. Yeah. And I think that the only energy, the hardest time is when you're going to start to do step outside yourself. That mm. that that decision point right there is the yeah. is takes the most energy and the most time. Yeah. And as soon as you do that, and you commit yourself to something that's um that's worthwhile, that you've went out and said, "Hey, I want to make the world a better place by doing X." Yeah. In my example right now, it's Boy Scouts. I spend a lot of time doing that. Yep. Um. There's also a lot of other things that were that uh, I'm involved in. But when you make that decision, the rest becomes easy. Yeah. Because um, there's so much stuff out there that you can set up. it's like I'm going to go on, you know, to go hand out uh, Christmas presents at Christmas to the homeless or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of organizations out there that do that. All you have to right. do is say, I'm going to do it, show up and go do it. But mm-hmm. the biggest time and the biggest effort is going to get yourself off the, your butt off that couch <laughs> and say, okay, I'm going to go do that because this is
0: of, of more worth than whatever I'm doing right now. Yeah. So, yeah. That's actually really solid advice, coach, man. Uh, I really enjoyed this podcast and thank you for taking your time to come out of your, to come all the way down here and Spend some time with me. Yeah, love to you, man.
1: <laughs> we could go on forever. I know we could. So, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. We <laughs> have to condense this thing down, but yeah. I just want to say to you and your listeners, I mean, I think it's really, uh, you've really influenced me by just doing this podcast <laughs> because, um, let me, let me tell you about a, a defined moment I had a couple of weeks ago that, oh, I yeah. did, that I did because of you is that, um, our, my, my daughter's swim, right? They're big on, and swim team and they have, that we were at a swim meet and they decided that uh, this swim team was going to open up a master's swim team. So, okay. meaning that people 18 and older. And I was a big swimmer growing up. I mean, I swam all through, I mean, since I was eight till 18. Yeah. And I haven't swam at all since then. I totally gave that up. I just got burned out or whatever it is. And so I made a commitment a lot of because of the stuff that you do that I was going to go do that. <laughs> so, I've been for the past three weeks, I've been waking up. Two days a week at you know six a.m. to go swimming. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, five, five, and and so I you know do that. And it's hard. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> I suck. I mean, I like the stuff that used to be really easy for me is so hard now. And yeah. um, but I but I mean, really, it's a lot of the things because of you doing it. You know, the stuff that, that you you've done encouraged me to do that. So I want to appreciate mm-hmm. say say
0: thanks, and I really appreciate yeah, I appreciate uh, your mentorship for that. Yeah, so yeah, man, you got it. We'll make sure you keep swimming. We'll do. Yeah, man. Well, um, that's it. Anything else for us, Coach? I think that's it, man. All right, man. Love you, brother. Thanks. Awesome. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.